Hey everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you are a returning listener. You are currently tuned into Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I'm your host, Katrina Macias. I'm an intuitive healer, a Simra practitioner, and a Qigong instructor, and I am very grateful to be joining you today. Thank you so much for hopping on this week's episode. I'm super excited to be speaking on this topic because I think it's very important and if you've read the title you know what we're going to be talking about gaslighting what are the energetics behind gaslighting for both the gaslighter and the gaslightee let's dive right in So what is gaslighting? I used to get really confused with what gaslighting was because I always heard it thrown around in conversations, but I never had a clear understanding of its definition. And so the way that I finally got the definition to stick to me was after I learned about the origins of the term. The term gaslight comes from the 1938 play Gaslight, which was eventually developed into a movie in 1994, still called Gaslight. (laughs) So in the film, there is a main character, the woman is named Paula, and she marries this charismatic and mysterious older man named Gregory, who is secretly trying to drive her loco crazy so that he can take over her inheritance. He manipulates her by telling her that she's sick and fragile, and while he's doing this, he's simultaneously like rearranging things around the house to mess with her mind and doing all of these things to make her question her own reality. The movie gets its title Gaslight because Gregory messes with the gas pressure in the house to cause the lights to dim. And when Paula notices it, Gregory denies it and tells her that she's just imagining it. So after all of this happens, Paula really just eventually starts to feel like she's losing it. And she begins to act like the delusional and weak person that he says she is. And the more that she doubts herself, the more desperate she feels in trying to win her husband's approval. So as you've heard, gaslighting is a form of manipulation that disorients a person's sense of reality. So after understanding how alarming and detrimental gaslighting can be, I wanted to learn even more about it. So I rented out a book, it's called The Gaslighting Effect by Dr. Robin Stern, just to learn a little more information. So in her book, The Gaslighting Effect, Dr. Robin Stern writes about the gaslighting effect and says that it requires two things in order for gaslighting to take place. The first thing is that gaslighting requires a gaslighter. And this is someone who requires their reality to be perceived as true in order to gain a sense of power and self. And the second part of this dynamic is a gaslightee who allows the gaslighter to define their own sense of reality because they idealize that person or seek their approval. And Dr. Stern says that gaslighting can only take place when both people actively participate in this dynamic. She also goes on to describe the three stages of the gaslighting effect. So in stage one, gaslightees are experiencing disbelief. And this is when the gaslightee would like approval, but they don't necessarily need it. The second stage is defense. And this is where gaslightees try and argue with their gaslighter in order to win their approval. So at this point, they're already seeking validation from their gaslighter. And in the third and final stage, which is depression, this is where gaslightees finally agree with their gaslighter to win their approval and to gain acceptance from them by giving up 
their own sense of reality. And unfortunately, this dynamic of gaslighting is so common because, like I've said so many times before in my podcast, our need for connection is so strong that we often give up our own authenticity in order to attain that. Gaslightees are often terrified and are super vulnerable to the opinions of others, and they value acceptance more than their sense of self. This behavior of giving up one's sense of self is extremely visible in people who were gaslit as children, either by their parents or their caretakers, because they literally relied on that sense of connection, of that sense of acceptance for their survival. And as this pattern continues, it becomes harder and harder for someone to trust themselves over the perceptions of others. So let's take a look at gaslighting from a gaslighter's perspective. Gaslighters are almost always just projecting their own sense of insecurity onto others, and they can do these behaviors both consciously and unconsciously. Sometimes gaslighters are aware of what they're doing, but oftentimes they don't recognize their behaviors because they fail to even question that there could be more realities than their own perception. So gaslighters enforce their perceived sense of reality to remove themselves from any blame of hurting other people. They are avoidant of blame. And this happens when gaslighters cannot be confronted with anything that opposes their own sense of perception of themselves. For example, let's say that you have a boyfriend and he thinks of himself as this loving, perfect, doting partner. But in actuality, he's extremely abusive and he hurts you both emotionally and physically. If you were to confront him of his abusive behavior, he would deny any of his actions because it contradicts his own perception of being the perfect lover. So in his mind, he simply cannot see himself as being the bad guy and he does not accept that into his reality. So basically, when gaslighting is taking place unconsciously, it's because people have such difficulty letting go of the roles that they've created in their minds about themselves that they can't accept any other form of perspective from anyone else so they don't feel like they're gaslighting people but they are so you can either be a gaslighter because you're pulling a Gregory and you're willingly trying to destroy someone's life or you can just be doing it unconsciously um, probably because your ego is too big both are gross so don't gaslight so I also want to break down gaslighting from an energetic standpoint So basically, human beings are a field of energy, and when two or more of them interact, they merge energy fields. So in manipulative dynamics, there's this power struggle that takes place when one individual captures both of the energies as their own as a means to feel that rush of power and security, but while they do this, they leave the other person feeling dominated and drained completely of their energy. Gaslighting is basically just a form of domination and it's extremely detrimental to people and their own energy fields because it just takes and takes and takes. And one of the most damaging results of gaslighting that I see is that it makes people second guess the validity of their own feelings and if they even have permission to feel them at all, which makes it nearly impossible for healing to occur because you cannot fix what you don't recognize is broken. 
Gaslighting not only strips away people's ability to trust in their emotions, but it also impacts the way that people trust in their own intuition, which is just completely horrible. I rely on my intuition all the time, and so to lose that sense of self and that internal guiding system is just extremely, extremely painful. And to be completely honest with you all, I think it is really unfortunate because I see a huge pattern in a lot of people where people are gaslighting themselves on their own trauma. And they do this because they don't even think that they've experienced trauma, right? People convince themselves that the trauma that they experience in childhood or adolescence or adulthood never took place because they don't feel like their problems are big enough. Conventionally, people think of trauma as like a car accident or assault, but trauma can take place anytime you don't feel mirrored or seen or heard. And that's it. So if you don't even recognize the fact that you have trauma, you can neglect the fact that you have wounding from it. So partaking in this cycle, um, people begin to convince themselves that their wounding isn't real. And this perpetuates feelings of shame and unworthiness and most of all confusion, right? Because people don't give themselves the space to process their pain. So I'm just here to remind you that you are worthy of being validated and you are worthy of holding that space for yourself. So if you've experienced the effects of gaslighting, here are some things that might help. My first suggestion is to claim your space by asserting your boundaries. End the gaslight by denouncing your role as a gaslightee. You can do this by refusing to give the situation any more of your energy and by cutting off the interaction. A lot of energy can be drained when trying to convince someone of your own perspective and people have agendas to misunderstand you, so don't feed that anymore. It is not your responsibility to control other people's perceptions. Instead, it might be really helpful for you to try and detach yourself from the situation and just observe it from an outsider's perspective and keep asking questions. What patterns are showing up and what is each person in the situation trying to gain out of this, this cycle? So my second suggestion is to validate your feelings by feeling your feelings. Um, I guess I'm just going to eventually change the name of my podcast to the Feel Your Feelings podcast because that's literally all that I talk about. But it is so important for you to give yourself permission, especially if that right was not granted to you before, if you've been continuously gaslighted throughout your life. Perception is limited, but it is never invalid. So you don't have to focus on who's right or wrong in the situation, but instead just focus on the emotions of it. I know that a lot of people struggle with this and struggle with holding space for themselves. And if that resonates with you, book your free consultation with me or book a session with me. Because as a Simmer practitioner, I specialize in emotional processing and holding space and guiding people to sit and feel their feelings. What you resist persists and we want to put an end to those blockages. So your link to working with me is listed in the show notes. And you can always send me a DM too if you want to learn more about working with me. Okay, and my last and final suggestion, work on building up your sense of self and your personal power. Ask yourself, what would it take for you to begin to step more into yourself? This could involve things like healing the solar plexus or any part of yourself that needs more love. Show up for yourself gently and with compassion. I know that this road isn't always easy, but you never have to do it alone. 
All right, everyone, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I know it was a really quick one, but yet again, it was a very important topic. If you're still listening, remember to sign up for my newsletter if you're not already a part of it to receive free magic into your inbox and a guided meditation upon sign up. My Instagram and Facebook are also listed in the show notes as well. So thank you all so much for joining me and ooh, special shout out to all of you who share uh, the fact that you listen to my podcast on your stories. It always warms my little heart. All right, everyone stay safe and well, and I will see you next time. Have a great week. Bye.